Welcome back to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. And on this week's episode, we bring you Season 11, Episode 8, titled Familiar. Josh, so, you know, we've been talking about nostalgia over at the uh, Science Fiction Film Podcast for quite a while now. And, uh, and we're talking about a lot of inspiration or this uh, nostalgia thing where people are being inspired and doing homages. But um, I think Brian Campbell said it best in our Facebook group regarding this episode when he said, uh, right down to the yellow slicker old Georgie out in the oh, woods. Georgie Porgy. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> I like that, though. Me I too. I was fine with that. I like that, that a lot. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell me your overall feelings on familiar. What when do you break it down into what you think about it? Give me some uh give me some give me the goods. Well, I will uh probably blow the load of, of many listeners um in that I think it's all about nostalgia, not just not just a callback like that or an homage, but this episode more than any in the last two seasons has felt like early season monster of the week x-files sure like this this is the shit that we that first i think drew people into the x-files like before you even probably before you even completely fell in love with the characters just these this cool like standalone spooky story small town in the woods something weird happening it felt um you know there's some listener comments we'll definitely hit up but right <laughs> this felt so much a part of that um it wasn't I don't think it was the best episode. It definitely was not the best episode of the season, but in some ways I, I loved it as much as any of them because it really felt like that. And yeah, it touched on a couple things that are maybe a little, uh, some light Fox seasoning, but it was still the X files that we, we first fell in love with. And, uh, and I dug that a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really liked it. It's funny. I, I, I'm trying to understand why this happened to me today, but I watched this episode twice today. Um, the first time I watched it, I was engrossed. I was ready to go. I was watching the whole thing. And then two-thirds of the way in, I started to falter a little. Um, I had other shit to do. I had to be somewhere. I was definitely admittedly distracted. And then I watched it again tonight straight through. And um, I will say my my initial impressions of the episode are I definitely liked it. I liked chuckle teeth. I like the opening. It was super heavy. Um, it's very much like Dihan Diver Litz to me where they show up at this town and they don't really do anything and it just kind of resolves itself. Right. Yeah. It, it very much reminded me of Dihan Diver Litz in that respect, which is one of my favorite episodes because of the subject matter. And I liked a lot of that here. Um, I liked the idea of uh, sort of witchcraft being on the under being an undercurrent to this small town Connecticut, which of course had a history of witchcraft, but um, yeah, I liked it. There's there's some things I didn't like though. I'll be honest with you, but there's plenty that I did like. So it was definitely enjoyable, and and as you said, it is an homage not just to something like it, but also almost to itself. Um, when you start talking early season X file monster of the week stuff, but. Um, and there's a, but there's just a couple things that I, and they're really nitpicky. I mean, it's not, it doesn't ruin the episode for me. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, but just a couple things, a little nitpicks here and there that I would say. I got, I got a couple picks or nits or two. Um, yeah. 
I'm curious to see if they line up. Perhaps they will. I don't know. We're going to find I, out very My soon. gut instinct, I'm a little bit higher on it than you, but we'll uh, we'll see. And I got a question for you. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to put the screws to you, but I'm going to hold that for final thoughts. Okay, go for it. Um, um but I will say let me let me uh give one thing from the guru, our our in-house outhouse <laughs> guru <laughs> Benjamin Pru, uh our X-Files master, um who had a couple cool things on top of like the nostalgia of just you know, hearkening back to early episodes, there's a couple cool things he pointed out to me, which um, was this. It was released on 3-7, right? March 7th was the air date. March 7th, 7th is the actual date that the pilot takes place in back in 1993. Actually read that trivia, unfortunately. (laughs) Okay. And uh, also... It is the only episode this season that has the original, I noticed this one, has the original and only tagline, the truth is out there. Mm, I didn't catch so that. So I think they are very much aware that they're hearkening back to the the early days with this one. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it definitely has that feeling to it for sure. But uh, let's start, let's talk about this cold open, boy. It's, um, we're in Eastwood, Connecticut. And yep. uh, we hear this chuckle, Okay, the marketing, the, the R&D marketing <laughs> department needs to get their shit together because nobody's buying Mr. Chuckle Teeth. I don't know. Andrew seems to be buying it. Emily's down. Yeah, they bought it. And These, they died. And they <laughs> died for it. <laughs> and they paid for their sins. Um, Dude, it's, uh, Mr. Chuckle Teeth is actually, I don't know if you looked at the manufacturer's tag, but it's produced 100% from Nightmare Fuel. Oh, yeah, is, man. This just you know it is just change just change the name. I mean you uh, yeah change what it looks like. That's a given, but don't then call it anything teeth. <laughs> call him Mister Chuckle Smiles. I don't know, man. Chuckle Teeth With, just sounds weird and creepy. Yeah, plus everything else about him. Yeah, man. The fucking the eyes going in two different directions and the big fucking weird fixed grin and the like the weird black and white nature of of a new character. Yeah, he's a creep. Oh my God! Well, that song. Well, when you're feeling lonely, Mister Chuckle Teeth will be there. <laughs> he will to tear out your soul. <laughs> I loved the fucking yellow jacket. I thought that was not just nostalgia. That that's a great little tip of the hat Hell yeah. homage. You know, uh, even if it hadn't come out this year, I guess maybe especially He's got booties on too. It, you know, did you catch the booties? The like yeah, rain booties, little, ru- little rubbers. His fucking rubbers. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. <laughs> I like the way they uh, shoot this. I like the way he's on the, uh, whatever you call that torture device he's on. And um, I like the way they shoot this panning left to right. We're getting his POV and it just keeps coming around to chuckle teeth, putting his head on the other side of that big ass tree. It's great. It's creepy. And then the other kids there, she's also creepy looking. There's just something about her expression that creeps me out. And then, um, yeah. The little girl. The little girl. Yeah, honestly, man, my first time through, thought until she was like, controlling it. Until the last sequence, I was like, "This girl yeah. is for sure a fucking demon." I was thinking the same thing. I wasn't sure about her at first, but um, this woman, Diane, I guess, is talking to somebody. I can't. We're not going to talk about this right now. What does she say? What's the? I think the dialogue was something like, um, well, "I'm I don't in even, the park with Andrew. I can't, I can't talk like this. You can't be calling me." Right. Um, I didn't assume affair immediately. I assumed like estranged husband. I, I did too, the first time through. Right. Yeah. Um, but we get a look at this kid going through this woods, and this is shot really nice. 
It's great. Like those the massive of, trees. And this is so much something we haven't talked about. I don't know if we even mentioned it. This whole season was um, mainly filmed out of Vancouver, mm-hmm. and man, you can feel it here. Oh yeah. So I mean, talk about bringing you back to the early seasons for sure. I mean those those full first five seasons are filmed in Vancouver, and those just those big open forests with those fucking tall, clean trees. You know, just yep, all the n- way. Nothing up. but trunk for like sixty feet. <laughs> right. <laughs> you big know? old woods out there, boy. It's Opposed to around here where it's fucking brambles and goddamn briars. Thickets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a bitch. A little different. But uh, I like how I thought it was cool with the way Chuckleteeth plays come catch me sort of. He he entices the boy to chase him. And I mean, the kid's carrying the doll. (laughs) So he's gonna, it's not like, it's not like Pennywise. He has to, you know, he doesn't. This kid's already into Chuckle Teeth. We, we learn later he's on TV, bada, bada, bada. And the kid just goes out there and he's like, well, I'm going to chase Chuckle Teeth. But we get this sort of chase attack cam, I'd say. That last shot, that little POV. Mm. Yeah, attack cam. This is heavy material, isn't it? Yeah, especially when, you know, at first you're like, okay, the thing got him. Something got him. Mm-hmm. But you're like, did it, you know, did it take him right, somewhere? Sure. And then immediately you know, even before the credits, we're still in this opening sequence and it's the cop searching for him. And one of them's saying, it's, it's me, it's daddy. Sure. Ooh, ooh boy. Bad news. And then, uh, Eggers. And then our boy, uh, yeah. And Wentworth there, the other cop. Love finds, Wentworth. Dude, I am super high on Wentworth. Me too. Some integrity, that man. Fuck yeah. But, um, title screen, we come back and, uh, the FBI are there. We're going to learn why in a minute. They are there. They're they are. And it's kind of cool because they're there. You know, a lot of times we, we get... See them getting there? Right. We see yeah. them getting there. We You know, it's them in the office talking about why they're going to a place. Correct. Here, we started on location and then these guys just show up. And it kind of gives you that different perspective. Almost like puts you in the, the footprint of these local cops. Like, why, why are they here? It's an animal attack. Right. And Scully really takes the lead here. Yeah, what I like about this decision here to edit this episode this way is we are establishing in the first few minutes of this episode something very heavy. And I think it was a very good creative decision to bring us right back to the crime scene to not give us much of a breather outside of the credits. And I think it serves the story well to do that, to just dump us right here, there, here, no explanation as to why yet, We'll get it via dialogue, but I like the decision here because you don't get a break of them back in the office, them getting there. They're just, the way you feel about a kid getting snatched up, you don't get a chance to unfeel it, and you shouldn't for what the episode's trying to do. Boom, we're here. Yeah. Yep. Thought it was awesome. It's a, yeah, you're raising the stakes by saying, you know, this kid got got, but then it's, no, literally, it's a body. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're there talking about the body and then that's even before they go to see it because obviously the body's already off site correct yeah they've all that's this crime scene's already been buttoned up they've moved the body but it's um, an animal attack right animal a, attack uh, so they say could be a koi wolf yeah koi wolf koi wolf i had never heard of a koi wolf no really it is a real it is a real thing it is yep yeah i've heard of koi dogs you and i have koi dogs in our area i've seen koi dogs mm-hmm. right that's a coyote and a dog 
big big leap there, naming wise. <laughs> Koi wolf is a coyote and a fucking gray wolf. Right. Pretty sweet. I can't, I kind of want to see one. It sounds awesome. <laughs> um, he does say possibly coyote. She says, well, probably not. They're probably not going to go for a human target, especially that time of day, especially that close to the tree line. Um, and uh, and uh, he's like, well, it could be a court wolf. And that's when she brings up asphyxiation. And she, she the, the, the wounds on the boy are not really compatible outside of possible postmortem an animal trying to get a snack, which seems pretty realistic in the woods. Yep. Right. And crushed windpipe is, is her concern here. Crushed windpipe and yeah, some broken, uh, broken cervical, you know, still up in that same area there. Yeah. Cervical vertebrae, whatever you call it. And it's not, um, that's also, that's usually not a, that's usually not a, um, a wolf. That's, that's less a, a wolf hunt. That's more, uh, that's more predatory big cat hunt. Yeah, is the neck crush snap snap your neck right. quick move there right yeah. right because they're solo running solo wolves are like well you're not gonna get away so we're gonna just eat you now so <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool definitely. I like it it's it's kind of wild to think about like it, it it makes sense in this scene for these cops to be like it's a fucking animal attack right you would probably think the way he's torn up it would maybe be I mean right it's not a, it's not unreasonable for them to think this is it no no and I wonder. I wonder what did draw them here, but Scully is kind of doing the old Mulder thing, yep. you know, when he's not being wacky, but he's, Mulder was, you know, traditionally he had the background in like criminal psychology and violent crimes and um, building up, uh, what do you call those profiles, you know, yep. of serial killers. Yep. And she starts spouting out, you know, what, what we could be talking about, what kind of other predator, if you will, we could be talking about in this town. And uh, the cops are not really buying it at first right and uh Mulder Mulder's kind of breaks the ice here by saying hey uh can we see the body right cool yeah um why are they here Josh why is the FBI here because of (laughs) (laughs) X-Files there is not really I mean the FBI is here on paper because apparently I don't know if this is true but the death of of a immediate member, uh, immediate family member of a law enforcement officer, is a federal matter. Right. If if you know wrongful death is a possibility, that's that's what Scully gives as, as the excuse. Yeah, um, it's 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 not. Sh- I don't know if that's a hundred percent true, but I do know that sometimes if a police officer is slain, the the policing agency will ask the FBI to get involved to avoid corruption. Right. In right. fact, it just happened in Baltimore, which is fucking crazy. Oh yeah. Yep. It happened in Baltimore. They asked that they asked the federal the FBI to investigate the death of one of their officers. Makes sense. But uh, once they kind of get uh, Mulder and Scully get off on the side on their own, mm. Mulder's got a couple other theories. <laughs> These men. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's a jump. To conclusions, Matt. It is a jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> um, also, what did you think of Scully throwing out to these local PD that this could be sexual thrills here? Um, I mean, here I'm more okay with it because the father isn't there. Right. <laughs> unlike last gonna, time. <laughs> yeah, and unlike later in the episode right. when that's gonna... But she does want to see the body. She... 
you know, this is um, this is also classic X Files stuff. The the coroner's report's not going to suffice. She wants to no. see it herself. No. Um, but yeah, debrief. Mulder starts talking about the hounds of hell, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, hellhounds. Which, if you want to try to go kill a vampire in D and D, you're fighting some hellhounds, baby. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. What's the uh, challenge rating on a hellhound? Uh, probably what a six think? or a seven is going to be I my would guess. Think that's right in the right in the wheelhouse. I was thinking yeah. something like that. Um, and he also harkens back to some stranger things that occurred in this area back in, uh, good old 1658, <laughs> a little witchcraft, right? A little, uh, a little spontaneous combustion, a little laying with the devil. Yeah. A little, a little this, a little that, a mm. lot of ins and outs. Very complicated case. A lot, a lot of, a lot of care to force. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Scully says, you know, in reality, the killer was probably stirring something other than his cauldron, Yeesh. which took me took me a half that's, beat to be like that's heavy. That's heavy, fucking gallows Ooh. humor, boy. <laughs> that is really you've seen a lot. Of I mean, did he come, Scully? Tell joke. me, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right? Did he complete his did brew? <laughs> <laughs> Strange brew. See what's inside of you. Sorry. Um. Well. Yeah. Uh, it's. He goes right to it. So what do you think about this? What do you think about Mulder? Let, let me ask you this. What do you think about the underlying historical connection of witchcraft to these people and using witchcraft in the episode? I like it. It's not the first time we've used uh, witchcraft as something they've, they've looked to. Right. But, but it's been a long time. It's the only you know what I mean? reason where he should immediately go to that, right? Yeah. Without, without historical context in the location, I'm, why would he assume it immediately? And I'm kind of, I'm extrapolating a little bit in my mind about why, why are they actually there? Maybe Mulder was reading up on a little local history and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. We should check that out. Law enforcement, family death. No, we should check that out. Yeah. We'll make up a bullshit excuse about how when a police person's family member dies. <laughs> sure. We dispatch locals from the office around there but uh autopsy baby yeah well not really i thought mm-hmm. we we're getting an autopsy they just want to look at a dead kid they're kind of getting grim in their old age yeah just kind of pulling back a sheet and being like yeah huh that's a bunch of lower abdomen missing yeah delicious mm-hmm. yummy coyote food yeah i didn't like the uh i didn't really like the the dialogue from scully here mm-hmm. you know it was just real on the nose I think you should trust Jillian Anderson that she's going to show you that. Right. You know, like, uh, kids, it never gets easier. It's so hard. Sure. They're like, oh, life cut short, Scully. Young life cut short. Right. We don't need that. They can show us that. Have we ever seen a kid on a table in this movie? In this show? This show? Excuse me. Um, that young? I don't think so, right? I don't Of course, we don't really... You get a little look at the top of his face, I think. You do. No, no, I guess my point is, have they ever done an autopsy on a kid before in this sh- series? That's a uh, good question. Benjamin Prue, since we're not live in chat, please uh, message us back yes. so we can correct, yes. so we can give, give the correct answer I also answer have a gift week. from him that I haven't opened yet, and I'm going to open it live next week. Ooh. Yeah, it came in the mail. I haven't opened it yet, though. Cause I didn't nice. But um, I didn't have time to get it out and do all that shit before we started this recording, but I'll definitely have it for next recording. Plus, so, we should do it live because he's always live in the chat. Yeah, I like doing it live. <clears throat> so, you know, they look at the body. They have this, you know, kind of 
tough moment here. And then um, they Scully brings up shaken. She kind of shaken and kind of drops her voice. Mulder's like by a man, and she kind of brings up the whole parental thing. Sure, perhaps a father. Yes, perhaps a cover up by the police. That's a scary thought. Yep, yep. Well, because Mulder Mulder says something here, and I'd actually like to. Um, do you know? Do, I'd like to use a lifeline. Go for it. Who do you want to call? I want to call Matthew Anderson. Okay, I don't think he's going to answer, but well, I'm going to try because I want to know what the word exculpate means. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to give? Do you want me to call him? I'm going to call him right now. Okay. Can you put it up to the thing? Can you hear that? Yeah, barely. But he might be on the train. Matthew Anderson. Told, oh, told you. Shit. Yeah, he's goddamn hipsters. He's probably at work. Matt, you failed us. Well, I want to ask him about the word exculpate because Mulder must have gotten a word a day calendar. <laughs> have you ever heard that word? Because I haven't. Exculpate? Maybe. In, yeah. I thought I've heard it in X-Files. Well, I, I used some context clues to assume it just meant like, oh, it means that person's not guilty. Right, of course. That's, I mean, so, makes sense, right? Yeah. I was going to put Big Billy Shakespeare on the spot. Um, he can't talk. He's got to go live with TWD for the video. He just texted me. What? Shit. What? Oh, 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 oh. Yep. Yeah. X-Files season 11. I, I put in exculpate X-Files into Google Season 11, episode 8 comes up. <laughs> really? In the script. That is fucking funny, dude. Uh, well, I guess I'm not the only dumb-dumb out there. Yeah. We all are dumb, I suppose. So, um... All right, so here's a scene I don't love. This next one? Yeah. The chat with Emily? I don't love the the... The funeral service. I think so. So let me let me kind of tell you. This is so. Let me explain to you what some of my issues of the episode are. I have a really, I struggle with any sense of actual time. Like how long is this adventure in this town supposed to be? And it seems I don't know. I it it. I was like, whoa, a funeral. All these people are here. These people are talking. And I know what I know. The point of it is to is to get people together that we need to see interact. I understand that from a story situation, like we need to see certain people interact to give us the clues we need to follow the through line, right? So, yep. what better way than to put them in a in this thing so we can see this guy talk to this guy, this one talk to that one, because that's what happens at funerals. It's a perfect it's a perfect setup for us to go. Oh, this person needs to talk to that one. That one needs to talk to that one. We can need to watch them exchange glances. But um, it seemed, didn't like it. I, I mean, it seemed like a fast turnaround for a funeral. Well, but but that the thing is that they showed up. We don't know the time passage. They showed up. The body's you know gone. Mm-hmm. Kid just didn't just die. Yeah, that's so. So that goes back to my original pro- thought process, which is how long is this? Like, how what's the timeline here of this whole thing? That's what I struggled with a little in this app. I was like, how long has it been? Uh, I'm. It doesn't matter. I guess that's my gripe. Kid's out of the fridge. (laughs) I guess he's out of the fridge. So I guess that's my gripe. Is I'm like, hmm. I don't. I I was like, whoa. Wait, what? I liked it in that it was. uh, This felt like early season kind of shit. Where you you're in this small town and you see the small town interactions. Mm -hmm. 
I, I didn't mind that. Wentworth tells our boy some stuff. This is an issue I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, we see Angers we is, see a few uh, interactions. We should probably cover them. Obviously, yeah. There's no body because the FBI has it. So this is more memorial service. Um, I need more wailing from the mother too. <laughs> Are you sure the last thing you want to hear on this earth is the, <laughs> the wails of a weeping woman? <laughs> um. Oh, by the way, happy International Women's Day. Oh, there you go. Um. And uh, one star. Unsubscribe. We definitely see some exchanges between Chief Strong and Diane. Um, Diane, yeah, and go ahead. I like this because it it's um, you know loaded with some tension, but doesn't necessarily you know it's foreshadowing, but it doesn't give give away its hand. You you know maybe some people pick up on it like ooh, there's something else going on here, but it could also just be. You know, she's he's trying to console the wife of one of his officers who just lost a child. Of course, um, yeah, of course. Yeah, I like that setup. I'm actually I'm actually down with this whole sequence for the most part. There you go. Yeah, I it was it definitely jarred me because I felt like oh we're kind of we're where because maybe because of the way we cut Mulder and Scully in it felt quick like they got there fairly quick. The cops brought him out there. We're in a funeral. We're seeing these people interact. Um, it definitely felt quick, but I think I think it was intentional. I'm not saying it definitely worked, but I was kind of down with it. Well, in it's that clearly it, intentional, right? They they yeah. they did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think they want you to feel like this is moving along, and the FBI just shows up and starts kind of fucking everything up, mm-hmm. right? You know, like this kid dies. People are trying to process it and deal with it and grieve and accept it. And then the FBI shows up and they're talking about fucking murder and profiles of possible serial killers. And, you know, they're already having the funeral. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I get, I, I don't not get it. <laughs> you understand it. <laughs> I understand it. <laughs> it's not, a, it's not a comprehension matter. I know. It's just, I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, I get it. All right, all right, fine, whatever. But, um, I have an issue here when Eggers confronts Wentworth and he's like, uh, why won't they, sh- you know, why are they, ho- why is the FBI holding the body? Like, what's going on? Oh, let me tell you all the horrible things they told me <sighs> right now. <laughs> you probably could have held off on the, they also suspect he gets off on it. Mm. Like, really? You are at his child's funeral. <laughs> Wentworth, I love you. I'm really going to love you later in the episode. You probably could have held that detail back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You probably don't. It's have probably to. because maybe originally Wentworth considered that it's total bullshit, and maybe Eggers will just think it's crazy. But I mean, that's a gamble, no? It's a gamble to considering put into, how much into the mind he's of under a, <laughs> of an armed law enforcement officer that <laughs> someone just murdered his kid while they were stroking their stirring their cauldron or whatever. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a sequence I have an issue with. Um, not in terms of any problem decision wise but just because it honestly disturbs me to watch emily and the bibble tiggles bibble tiggles bibble tiggles are possibly more horrific than chuckle teeth i would agree with that because it's even more of a like a, a what mm. <laughs> i get it's obviously obviously a play on the teletubbies which is something else i don't understand but they're even more like bizarre you mean they're black hole eyes their black hole eyes are a 
big part of it. It's really creepy. even even before they have mascara running down their fucking blue face. <laughs> That's a real issue for me. Deep down inside, the Biggle Tickles cry always. <laughs> I also think, in general, I'm still thinking watching this. Like, yeah, Emily is the goddamn devil. Look at those fucking weird eyes too large for her little mm. face, her little expressionless face demanding juice. Yeah. Mommy, I need juice. Mm. I need the juice of souls. I guess, but um, she saw Andrew going in the forest, didn't she? She did. Didn't see anybody take him. Because nope. you would tell Mommy, wouldn't you? Anna does say, man, you turn your, sec- turn your head for one minute. Could have been us. Well, don't worry, Anna. Hey, sit tight. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> sit tight, because <laughs> old fucking Biggle Tiggle's coming for your kid next. <laughs> Shit. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, Mulder does a little snooping around, as he usually does, finds some books about witchcraft. Yep. Hey. hey, Mulder, what do you think somebody would think about you if they only saw your fucking bookshelf? Yeah. Probably, probably some weird things. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, shit. I guess she, he's a history buff on them, witches. loves them, witches. local history, man. Good yeah. police chief Get tied into the roots. That's right. He has a grimoire of, of what, witches. <laughs> what did, uh, I listened to a podcast on grimoires. Nice. Once. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Check that out. Check that out. We'll do it's, uh, stuff. You should know. Did you, did you cast any spells when you, after this? I, I was shopping on Amazon for grimoires, but they were a little out of my price range for the authentic ones. Got it. <clears throat> um, so He's a local history. I, she plays it off very well. Husband's yeah. a local history, now, you know, the local witch trials that happened here and all that, she kind of says. What was the word she used? Like, it's the, the slang for the locals. I can't remember. She says something like, he and I are both like, whatever. It was like a slang for people born and bred in that town because mm. they've known each other since they were five. I missed it. Yeah. It was like, you know, how people in Westport like turnips. Some people call themselves turnips. Nutmegger. Like, turnips. Nutmegger. Thank you. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Call yourself a nutmegger. Um, and uh, yeah, things are just kind of weird. She, she until- does say She does say that, you know, and this is kind of important. Chief Strong feels guilty about the whole thing and how it happened on his watch and how he's protective of his little town. Um, I liked, we all are. You know what I liked about that? That's almost that subtle art of pissed off wifeness, which I thought was pretty brilliant, actually. It was brilliant. And also, I protective think this episode- of his little town. That's kind of condescending. Yeah, real passive aggressive. Wicked. I loved it. Yeah. And I think it sets it up well through, I think through most of the, the episode, you're clearly kind of looking towards the chief, obviously. Of course. I mean, they're, well, they're kind of tipping their hand that way, but I think they do it they do it well in that you can go back and watch it a second time and be like, oh, that's what she meant. Hmm. I like that shit. It's good stuff. And uh, it stepped up a little notch when fucking good old... CT Chuckle Teeth Forest. Oh man, him dancing at the screen. Stop it. Ugh. That like when your head stays in roughly the same position and your legs and arms like dance from side to side. That's <laughs> Dude, there are some crazy <laughs> bird videos you need to watch then. I will not. Oh, it's rad. Birds heads, they just sit there and their body moves Ugh. around. It's wild. Talk about deadlocked eyes of the predator fucking birds of prey shit. That sounds that sounds like a pass. It's, it's a pretty, hard pass. It's pretty wild. 
Anyway, Chief Strong and Scully are going to have a little chit chat. Yeah, yeah. Mulder, Mulder's kind of being good cop over here, and Scully's got to kind of, she's got to, she gets a, a tough hand to play. Right. She sure right? does. It's a tough. You got to confront. Be. <laughs> yeah, you got to confront this local police chief and kind of be like, yeah, Could the be officer, your officer that did this. Yeah. She she does kind of play it well. She's like, listen, I'm the first one that wants to clear his name. We just have to clear that first. Right. Um, and she kind of wants to bring him in on this, and he's really, you know, he's being a good, loyal chief. Like, mm. and, and Eggers is doing homework, <laughs> isn't he? Yep. He's in the old uh, sexualpredator.com, mm-hmm. but, whatever. But she does need the help. She does need the help because she thinks they should confront him, and sometimes these people can become violent towards themselves when confronted, mm. which she'd or, probably only really think if she thought he was a real possible suspect. I think she really does. This I point. do too. I think all that other stuff was kind of to, you know, yeah. sway the, the chief's emotions. He was working a shift when Andrew was attacked. Well, was he alone? Was he doing well? Why don't you just go ask him? And that's when Wentworth says, listen, he just stormed off. Almost knocked me out of here. Yeah. They go outside and he almost runs over the chief. Yeah. I I uh I really like this sequence where you know it's kind of quick like the chief just jumps in a car Scully jumps in with him they're pursuing him the chief is still you know he's still 100% in his camp mm-hmm. he's not looking at him at any point in this as a suspect he's looking at him as an officer on his force whose kid was just killed and and may do something a little bit rash right um, and, so I thought about the scene a lot, and I've come around on it. Oh, so this was a little little trouble spot for you? It was originally, but I've come around on it because when I first was watching, I thought, "What is he going to do?" I mean, is he check him out, Edgar's? Edgar's, yeah. I mean, he's it's a it's a registered. So so a couple things. So here's a couple things I was thinking about. Scully said he he might get off on it. This guy finds a guy an unregistered sex offender whose crimes we don't know. And had we known, it would have just said statutory rape and he was a younger guy and this was a younger girl. But this guy assumes that this guy could possibly be a suspect. Obviously, he's not thinking. He's compromised judgment. But I thought it was a little rash at first. But then I, but then on a second thought, if I want to play devil's advocate to myself, I think, okay, maybe he just wants to go and ask the guy some questions but he boots the door and he charges into the guy's house. And I was like, God damn, man, I, I don't know. Scully didn't say that the kid was sexually assailed. She just said, maybe he gets off on it, but there's no real evidence on the body that there was sexual misconduct. She's just making that assumption, which is fine. Yeah. And then he looks at the guy's name and it doesn't say that he murdered anyone and, and killed anyone sexually. It just, he's like, it was statutory. Like, we were young. I didn't hurt anybody. And and I think that shit happens to people, right? It could have happened to you. It could have happened to me, right? Yeah. When you're 18 yeah. or 19 or whatever. So, But I think that's, that's kind of the whole point, though, is that it's these people jumping to conclusions and, and you know. It was a the, hard sell. The whole witch me. trial shit. It, it was a hard sell. No, I, I, hard know, sell. No, I, know, I know the underlying theme is what, what this whole piece is. It's history repeating itself in Connecticut. The witch trials, people jumping to conclusions. I get it. It was just, I was like, God, I don't, it's a hard sell. I, I, well, I he's like a small town cop. And you know, did you look at that beard? 
that's not like a manly beard. That's like a you grow that beard because you have a shitty. Oh, there's a nitpick. I've on. never seen a cop with a beard in my life. Have you? Well, even in small mm-hmm. towns, it's mustaches, man. No beards. I think they're pretty Usually. strict on it, but that doesn't matter. But there's no spine in that jawline. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta cover that shit up. Look at the chief, dude. He looks like a guy I know, man. That's weird. That cop that he, goes off the the chief looks like a fucking. That guy looks like he's running the Top Gun school. Dude, he looks like he could be a cat burglar and cut through fucking plate glass with his chin. The chief? Dude, yeah. he looks like he's the guy who says, Maverick and Goose are dead. Get back to base. <laughs> he wicked. Like, that's Jester, I know, but he looks like he could have been the Tom Skerritt of Top Gun. <laughs> he could be a race car driver, this guy. If- Negative. The pattern is full. <laughs> um, so... Now, let me make it clear because... It's a stretch. It's a stretch. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it doesn't ruin the episode for me. I was just like, yikes. Because <laughs> here's another thing. If that kid did kill your... If that guy did kill your kid, yep. uh, a good lawyer at this point gets him off. Oh, yeah. It's bad news. On, on procedural matters right here. You, right you here. mean the part where they kick his door open and then wait for the warrant <laughs> after the fact? Yeah. That's funny. But anyway... Probably that part. Um... Yeah, let me see. I kind of lost my spot here. Oh, I, I got the, I got the part. Go. I guess the parts I liked. I kind of just, I kind of just laid back and like took that one. Like, all right, all right, he's gonna do that. That's what like, I did on the rewatch week. for sure. Yeah, knowing but knowing liked, the outcome. <laughs> I really like the little things I liked was like Scully takes her gun out as they're coming into the house. I like that too. And the chief is like, put that away. Yep, and she doesn't. Nope. But right, like so they all, have a so very different perspective. In, in both of those things, I thought were actually good. Like, I, I think she would because she doesn't know these people from a fucking hole in the wall and she's already suspecting him, right? Number two, I also see Chief Strong saying, put that away. Like, I've known this guy a long time. It's going to be fine. I thought that was good on both of their parts. Yeah. For sure. So yep. yeah, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying the concept ruins the moments. It doesn't. I just had a problem with the concept, but there are plenty of moments to like in that. I got you. You know what I mean? I got you. It's definitely not a perfect episode. You gotta, yeah. And I'm gotta, just highlighting that. <laughs> yeah, you gotta kind of roll with it. It's fucking you wanna. cool, man. Chuckle teeth in the woods. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then you know, Scully giving Mulder <clears throat> a call as he's uh, hanging out with a hellhound in the dude, woods. That thing is badass looking. Wicked sick. Wicked sick looking. Like, what's up, dude? Yeah, just go back to your fucking houses. Lock, Leave this, this. This is my domain, son. <laughs> So what do you think, uh, you know, we'll kind of, we'll just talk about it now. Sure. What is, um, you know, whatever's unleashed here, the devil, a demon, it's whatever a the fuck. Craft, yeah. Right. But is it, is it portraying itself to the victims? <laughs> Who, who's choosing the form? Is it the victim unconsciously choosing the form? Like when I see the hellhound, mm, I think, interesting. yeah, because Mulder had already kind of talked about that. But then when you see fucking Tickle Biggle or whatever the fuck and Chuckle Teeth, like obviously that's, that's this entity taking a form that would work for the victim. It's kind of like almost a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, right? it's gotta be. Right. Cause and it's later when it's Diane, I think that's a little bit more. Oof. That's that's a tough one. That makes sense though, because I mean, if you're trying to lure Chief Strong, he has strong feelings for this woman, obviously. Yeah, and that's fucking dark. It's a terrible pun, but yeah. 
Horrific. All that. Yeah, the wolf kind of saunters off, and, and Mulder has this moment where he's like, okay. But he goes to this place, convicted sex offender Melvin Peter, failed to register. That's a no-no. When he moved in last year, two blocks away from Ash Hill Park. I mean, Scully's just saying, this is a softball. I mean, this is underhanded right over the plate. Yeah, And Mulder's like, yeah, no, I'm going to pass. I'm not swinging on this. They're My setting favorite. up a trap. They got their fucking left fielder deep. No, it's too easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He doesn't like it. Yep. I like that. And the crowds, like the crowds are all there. Like, yeah, this is where, you know, something Brian Campbell talked about. It's it's a little, little heavy handed. It's a little, little, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a, maybe a, like a demi-glaze fox sauce. Yeah. I, I think is what we have I, I would imagine neighbors though. Like maybe not all these people, but I would imagine a cop, you see cruisers screaming to your neighbor's house. You're going to fucking poke your head out the window, maybe come out on your porch. You're like, what the fuck? That's like a borderline lynch mob though. That's true. That's what I mean. It's, I could see the, I could see some neighbors coming out, but I, I really love the moment though. When Walter finds the fucking monkey in the closet is like, Oh, come on. Like that yeah, reaction great. was really it's good. Great. And they find, what do they find? The, the clown shoes and the fucking, Oh man. Dude, this guy's house. Yeah, it's bad. Ooh. It's not It's not helping his case, is it? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> fucking this, this fucking is, clown this is, shoes. This is why there's, <laughs> this is why it's not called your founder innocent. It's not guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah, guy, yeah. Exactly. This guy is not innocent. <laughs> he might not be guilty of this crime, but you got a guest bedroom with a weird stained twin bed in a pile of balloons and you got a monkey and a chuckle teeth mask in your closet mm-hmm. we should talk yeah he's definitely a weird guy and also he's got a house i mean he's a he's a he's a clown yeah man he's... you should speaking of things you should have to register to be mm-hmm. right <laughs> probably mm-hmm. boy scout troop leader uh, priest and clown. I do like the, I, I do like this. I, I do like the moral philosophy hitting here though. I like the, why are you defending him? And he's like, this guy doesn't stand a chance. I mean, he, right. This is right up your eyes alley, right? Yeah. I like, I like being put in this qualm. Um, it does make me say what is his, it, it, it's, I think that's an oversight that is unfortunate because I feel like, Scully. And now, here's what I am willing to say. Maybe whatever was unleashed on this town is somehow tipping their moods in a way to drive them to this hysteria. I will accept that. I will accept that as it is X-Files. But I feel like a a Scully in her right mind goes, oh, Melvin, whatever. Let me look at his rap sheet. Oh, statutory rape one time, didn't register. Here's what happened. Here's the facts. But... she is a little... She's a little compromised, isn't she? Yeah. You know what? And when you put it that way, that's probably more troubling than the town's reaction. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. But if we want to, you know, because I'm, I'm, I love making excuses for shit I like. <laughs> so I'm willing to say it's possible because they do really describe it as something unleashed on the town. Perhaps this aura, this, this spilling out of the mouth of the fucking umbra the dark place of witches is corrupting this town in a way to cause mass hysteria. 
Yeah. I mean, I know it's supposed a, to be a like, you know, I know there's a lot of commentary here, but but I'm willing to say that. I'm willing to say that also, and I will fully admit, just like everybody else nowadays, like I'm also more forgiving of things that like Oh, that's in my little tiny echo chamber. I feel that way too. Yeah, of course. So like, of course. it doesn't bother of me course, as much. Of course, because like you know, it's and if you do it, at least if you dress it up in the guise of something like the the hysteria, the mass hysteria, the witch trial kind of thing. Like, okay, it's commentary, but it's not like it's not. <laughs> it's kind of slapping it on my cheek, but it's not. <laughs> it's not striking me straight in the face. You know, it's I like a, it. a a slap rub. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. I'm more okay with that. So we cut over to our little our, our little girl who is, you know, I got to be honest with you. This kid's creeping me out every time I see her. Horrible. I hate this show. I, the, the kid's adorable, but I hate this show. For, for making you hate and fear this child? Yeah. I, I, it's the whole thing bothers me. Something's wrong here. Like observing it makes me say something is off. I want to run away. It, it's immediately a flight response for me. This whole thing. <laughs> I think it's great casting because she's she's uh, really unsettling. She is as unsettling as that uh, Biggle Tiggle. Ma- oh God, dude! What that thing creeped me out more than that fucking anime chuckled. nightmare fuel. <laughs> oh my God! First of all, Japan, go fuck yourself and everything you've ever brought our way. It's really weird. Yeah, that's your fault. Hmm. All that shit. That's their fault. It's creepy, isn't he? Oh my God, it's awful. Why does it have to have, why does it look like Eric Draven's eyeballs have been out in the rain for three hours? <laughs> in a fucking, I, I hate that. In a modified Barney suit? Yeah. Can't rain all the time. Thing scratches the glass. <laughs> like fucking Salem's lot. <laughs> Come play with me. Oh. Oh, well, she looked away for a second. There you go. You said it. You said it yourself there, yeah, Diane. She sure did. Um, I do like Mulder's, I, and, and I know it's on the nose too, and they do this a lot, but I like how he says she was alive this morning. I mean, that's, that's shit everybody says in their life at some point. Yeah, yeah. With I don't know why. a fucking that, kid, dude. That's why. Yeah. Didn't bother me as much as the first time, like in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had a personal interaction. Right. That's why. You know? Right. Yeah. It's a lot different. And I like how quick it was. Like, obviously, if you're watching this, depending on what format, there's a commercial break here, but oh, it literally right. goes from mm-hmm. Emily being gone to Scully and Mulder over the body of Emily. Like, whoa. Quick. Quick turnaround. Quick turnaround. What do you think your and, boy Strong's acting? Uh, played by, I should say, Alex Carter. Chief Strong. One of my, one of my least favorite things about the episode. Yeah. He's he's he's, got, he's struggling he's, a little he's, bit. He's ninety percent chin, ten percent acting talent. Mm-hmm. Steel blue eyes, steel blue eyes. The, the kind of eyes you want to see on your pilot. Yeah, he's like, well, oh, we're going to get you to Denver safe and sound, ma'am. Have a seat. Yep, right. I want that monotone voice. I want to see him standing in the cockpit door as I, you know, as I board the plane. Mm-hmm. That steely blue resolve. Yeah, just he's getting those eyeballs cutting through fucking clouds and rain, seeing yeah. the runway. So fucking routine. Nothing. He's got this. Yeah. Ever heard of Sully? He sucks. This is the guy. <laughs> I fucking down three, three goddamn MIGs over Iraq. You think I can't fly through a fucking rainstorm? <laughs> Motherfucker, yeah. And an F fourteen, son. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
<laughs> F-35, my dick. <laughs> Give me a Tomcat. <laughs> One more week, I would have made Ace. They folded too fast. <laughs> Let's take this fucking bus home. I'm bored. Awesome. Yep. Took, but, took one out with but, the cannons. But when he's got a <laughs> when he's got to work up the emotion, it uh, falls a little short. A little short. Maybe a weird angle on his face too, and that that one tight shot. I was like, ah, stop it. Come off. There's a lot of angles. Come off a lot of angles bit. on that face. So. <laughs> they, they, it, it was totally baffling <laughs> on how to shoot it. <laughs> so like I'm getting this weird reflection. It looks like he has no cheek. I just see the woods on his cheek. More I don't powder. More, More powder. <laughs> More powder. It's nothing but glare. Oh man, That's, can't see a goddamn thing in the background. Get some of that mascara from the biggle diggle and smooshing <laughs> on his cheekbones. You look like fucking Tom Brady after uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Well. Bummer, no, I'm man. sorry. I said I said Diane. This is uh, Anna. It was Anna. Yeah, this guy's and, got and a Anna good stable. Shows back up. Let me tell you something. He's got a strong stable. Um, I mean, Diane's um, superior, but you know what, dude? You gonna go Anna? Ch- check yourself on IMDb. Okay. Check yourself on IMDb, and they really fucking housewife both of these both of these cats up. Yeah, they're because, they're ridiculous. Uh, I was reading that Diane is a black belt in martial arts. She is, yeah. but um, you know that too. Go ahead and check out. You're also a creep. Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> you fucking creep. <laughs> I was stirring my my cauldron before, and <laughs> you know, yeah, she's a black belt, and uh, but Aaron Chambers, no slouch, uh, no slouch. That IMDb pick is a strong, strong pick, chief strong. <laughs> <laughs> Chantel is more my speed, but they're both hot. But um, yeah. yeah, my point, Chief Strong's, he's crushing it. Well, the chin, man, come on. In the eyeballs. But uh, In the massive amounts of authority and power in a small town. But, but boy, <laughs> the whole, like, you're trying to console your wife at your, your kid's fucking murder scene. The webs we weave. It's all your fault, you did this to her. Mm. Mm. At this point, I was like, "You, you better be right because that's fucking rough." At this point, I didn't if know what the fuck was going on. You know what? I was kind of going D hand Deaver Litz at this I point like in my it. head. Like, <clears throat> like I thought he was, you know, had like a group. Mm. I was thinking conspiracy. I was thinking like a group of worshippers in this town. Nothing would have made me was, harder. <laughs> well, but I kind of like that. I think they wanted oh, to point you in that direction mm. and then have it be a little switch pump fake. A little pump fake. Pump fake yep. yeah, we're looking at the post pattern. We're going to throw it on the flat to the wife, though. Yeah. Hell hath no fury, brother. <laughs> yep. Uh, Mulder's poking around. What you find? Uh, salt. <laughs> he sure does. Salt. And then he starts just kicking his way through a crime scene, <laughs> which... Scully and even fucking patrol officer Schmuckatelli is like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is the murder scene of uh, our chief's daughter. That's fine. And you're fucking kicking leaves through here like you're frolicking in the forest. Right. Yeah. Well, Wentworth takes Anna home. He's doing his thing. Mulder also considers the TV character image. Um, he talks about magic circles, demons, spirits, summonings, mm. sucking. <laughs> um... <laughs> He's considering many things. This is ground where spirits and demons have been unleashed. Unleashed is a great word. Yep. 
Mulder's theories are also just further and further <laughs> unleashed. <laughs> His psychosis is unleashed upon the people around him at all times. Great shot. These uh, are some great shots, though. Never in doubt, often. Long wrong. coats, ferns, big trees, law enforcement, yeah. FBI. I mean, this is the stuff that I love about this episode, man. This. this they're talking witchcraft season... and they're kicking leaves. Fuck. That's cool. It, it feels and looks so like first, second season. Oh, it's man. It's fucking, fucking awesome. awesome. Despite yep. the silliness that I, the, some of the silliness, this is the shit. This is the shit right here. Yep. Mulder doing his shit. It's awesome. The human guys. Human. Human. Speaking of humans, we get a um <laughs> we get a cut here. Mm. And uh oh, Melvies. I really dig this next scene. Which one? The um well, where Melvin grabs the guy? Yeah. So this is a uh you know, we're interrupted at the crime scene as as they're Mulder and Scully are sort of getting ready to confront the chief mm-hmm. or, or they, they do confront the chief, this whole thing. Um, I didn't love this. I thought the chief, like I said, not the best actor, um, chin, jawline, cheekbones aside, uh, you know, and he gets into this weird, like, yeah, he, 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 he breaks down a little. I like the adultery. one cop saying, listen, he, this is Check yourself. Yeah, cops protecting cops. Yep. That's the real deal right there, boy. Yeah. But, uh, but, I mean, it's no role like, to Masi LA Confidential shit, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad they uh, they get us out of here when they do, and they get over to I concur. Melvin. Showing up at his house and being like, what's going on here? Right. Gets hit from behind. Yep. And then this whole confrontation with Eggers. Yeah, Eggers yanks him out of the car. People start to gather around, and he beats the fucking brakes off him. Yeah. I mean, this guy's what, gone. This is he's out there like fucking Pluto, dude. And and he is like they did a decent makeup job. Like he is bad. Yeah, it looks up. great. Yep, it looks great. Wentworth, this is where my boy. Oh, oh dude, I love him. this is like my favorite you know, fucking I, moment is him covering that guy. Yes, so rad, dude. Dude, I got my issues with cops. You know, mm-hmm. I, I good and bad. You know, just like I'm anybody, not, right? Right. But um, dude, when he lays his body so badass. over this dude to take the hits from this fucking crowd that's just completely gone mob. Totally nuts. Yeah, I was I was fucking hard boned up for Wentworth. Yep. Um, I'm going to pass this next part off as <laughs> witchcraft corruption. Oh, with the gun in the air? The shot in the fucking head. Oh. Man, that was ultra a bit of the old ultraviolence. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. Wow. That was ballsy for Fox. We've never seen that in this show, have we? No, not like, not like that. Mm-hmm. Not a, that's walking Sh- straight dead. Ex- headshot. Yeah, sure. Straight execution. Um, um, so but you're right. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I think you, I think you pass it off to that. You have this to. Is, Otherwise. There's, there's more than just normal emotions. There's something enhancing all these emotions here. Right. This hysteria. Um, here's a scene I also wasn't crazy about. The fucking arraignment. Was it... Um, like, I thought, the, well, the here's what plot I think. of what happens, mm. or is it the actual, like, interaction, like what Scully and Mulder are saying? No, I don't mind that. I don't love that, but I don't mind it either. I understand what we're getting at here. Um, I mean, it's only bail. It's only an arraignment. He's probably going to be convicted of murder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's going to happen with all these people here. I mean, there's no way he's, a few. there's no way he doesn't get, go up for murder, at least murder too. 
maybe manslaughter if they say he wasn't in his right mind. I don't really know. But um, <clears throat> I feel like it, it could have been... I don't know if it was necessary to the plot, us being at the arraignment, and it also kind of felt quick. Like, oh, next scene, right to arraignment, right to this discussion. Really? Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of how I felt. What do you, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I didn't find it necessary to the story, because at this point, we can, we don't need to know. I guess, I guess we need to see, I guess they're doing it because we need Edgar's to be in this final confrontation, right? And we need to see how that's possible. I'm working it out as a talk. Yeah. That's the only reason it exists, right? Because there's no way, I mean, $5,000 bail for shooting a guy in the head. <laughs> well, he, he has an exemplary record. <laughs> well, up until now. <laughs> but I guess we're just supposed to, I guess this is to show us why he's going to be loose for the final showdown at Chief Strong's house, right? Yeah. All right. That's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm going to mark it down as. It didn't even occur to me why I wasn't. Because otherwise you have to have a jailbreak or something. <laughs> that's so dumb. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot worse than yeah. than. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, love my boy Wentworth though. Yeah, he's outside this like fuck. fucking deep throat, deep throating it hard, <laughs> right? <laughs> By the way, hey Scully, you know you probably shouldn't tell the black guy that time has a way of shining light onto injustice. <laughs> Thanks, Scully. <laughs> Thanks, White Scully. <laughs> I'll be over here waiting. <laughs> what the fuck, Scully? <laughs> He looks at her, dude. The look he gives her is priceless. <laughs> it made me so happy. <laughs> it all works on the long run. <laughs> hey, it's going to be all right, bro. Relax. Have faith in the system, dude. Yeah, look at how what it's done for me. <laughs> oh, man, this is so good. The way he looks at her is so, so great. It, it, <laughs> he didn't even have to say anything. I love it. I love it. I love this guy. He's great. Do you know why he's so good? No. Because he's been in X-Files law enforcement for 14, I'm sorry, 24 years. Did you say X-Files law enforcement? Correct. Talk to me. Five five showings in the X-Files. All cops. 1994, Officer Green. 1995, I'm sorry, military. Private Kittle. 1996, SWAT Lieutenant. Uh. 1998, Agent Rice. 2018, Officer Wentworth. This guy's been whoa, in five fucking... Whoa. Oh, shit. He's in... Um, Pusher. Pusher. Yeah. Fuck, that's sick. Yep. I didn't even notice Dude, that. That's great. X-Files used to do that a lot. Use, like, not extras, but, like, super minor roles. There's there's a couple guys in this one um, that are in multiple episodes. And actually, it's funny as shit. I was just kind of, like, looking through. There's, there's four or five people in this episode that have multiple X-Files credits as different characters. Mm. Dude, another one, I just kind of just started looking at all of them. Mr. Chuckleteeth. What? <laughs> Home Again, 2016, Chatterman. The Lost Art of Forehead Sweat. <sighs> Alien, 2018. I'm sorry, Ghoulie as Ghoulie. Son he's like, of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's like a, uh, what do you call it there? A poor man's uh, Andy Circus. Right. <laughs> more costume less less uh green screen wow um yeah. oh also 
Oh, why does it say he's known for X Files? No, you're looking for Melvin, else. the the uh, the statutory raper guy. No, no, it just said. Oh, maybe he's kind of newish. Ken Godmere is an actor director known for X Files, When We Rise, and Bates Motel. <clears throat> yeah, even uh, even fucking Eggers was in a. Um, he was in Jersey Devil. Oh, cool! It's a season fucking one. Yeah, that's hilarious. Season that movie, that episode is hilarious. I cannot wait to talk about that fucking. That is so <laughs> we're, funny. We're gonna. It's, those are it's those so are the funny. ones we missed. It's gonna we're be gonna fun to talk them. about goofy episodes. Oh, dude, it's gonna be so fun. Oh man, twenty five years ago. Well, Jersey Devil. <clears throat> after Scully does her little, you know, stay strong, brother. <laughs> stay black. <laughs> we shoot over to Eggers and <laughs> Diane. You don't think I know? Yeah. Uh-oh. Probably, I like this Not move. a flight risk, but he might be murder spree <laughs> fucking risk. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly record, and your fellow officers have vouched strongly for you. $5,000 bail. Really? Uh, I'm going like, to go ahead and doubt Chief Strong's ability to survive. I don't... You should be tanking that fucking thing, because you might be coming for you. <laughs> what do you think about this move on... on on Diane's part, the like, oh god, you can't quit, you're fired. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you can't leave me, I'm leaving you. <laughs> really, does that work? Jessica, Jessica was watching and she's like, damn, that's like some shit you say when you're like, <laughs> you're getting fired, right? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly what she said. <clears throat> yep, or you say when somebody's breaking up with you when you're 17. Yeah, she calls herself stupid and asks for forgiveness for sleeping with my boss or the death of our son. Either, both. <laughs> well, why don't we start small? We'll go with the infidelity, and we'll work our way up. <laughs> yeah, also yes. <laughs> well, they they decide, like you said, they're going to leave each other. Diane takes off in a car. Eggers grabs his service weapon. Question. Mm. Pr- procedural. Yeah. Should that be part of the bail? Is, don't you leave that on a desk somewhere? Yeah, he's... The service weapon and the badge. I, that is a good Maybe. question. If you are suspended... He must be suspended. I would hope. I mean, he was arrested for murder. (laughs) He was arraigned. I guess he's fired. Dude, to be honest, he's a middle-aged white male in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. He has a gun, you're saying? Outside of his service weapon? No, he can almost not be committed of a crime. Oh, that's true. Except for like tax fraud. Yeah, they get you on tax fraud. Yeah. He's he's virtually invisible. He's practically a demigod. Yeah, diplomatic immunity, like in Beverly Hills Cop too. <laughs> Essentially. Well, um, yeah, he's gonna push to the limit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is gonna go off the Chief Strong's so, house. So is Diane. Yeah, she's gonna do a little little, little roly pole. Yep. Good old Andrew there in the in the street, old Georgie. So yeah, this makes me think this unleashed thing is just kind of running roughshod. And Anna is not the witch she thinks she is. This is like, you fucked up, you know? Well, it's kind of though, but isn't it, it's sort of like a nexus around her. She's definitely not the witch she thinks she is. But it's definitely, this thing she's unleashed is not just randomly striking throughout the town. No, no, it's striking the people of her ire. Of her ire and just also like in her vicinity. Yeah, yeah, like a proximity to the circle. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so I'm not sure how much control she has, which I think is clear towards the Yeah, end. I doubt she'd want to kill the little girl. <laughs> if you're uh, eh, maybe not. Hell hath no fury. 
Happy yeah. Women's Day. Um, good. <laughs> good thing. One star. Unsubscribe. <laughs> hey, if you're going to write us a one star. probably on a period or something, dude. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're going to write us a one star <laughs> review for being misogynistic, just read the other ones and come up with something original. Yeah. Don't say the same shit. Yes. Okay? And if you listen to more than five episodes and you don't understand us, well, I can't help you. And if it's good enough, rev- one-star review, we will read it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Poor Diane. All the karate in the world cannot save her from a rollover. No. And I'll tell you something else. If you're Chief Strong, good thing you're not home, because if you were at home... You're dead. You, you also might be thinking, maybe I shouldn't have been so effusive in my... Wow, can we call him again? For, for Officer <laughs> Eggers. <laughs> Yeah, you. That's the point where you go, Euronica, and I approach the bench. <laughs> Listen, this fucking guy. Can we have a? Can we have a brief recess? Your Honor, look at the fucking. Look at his wife. I've been fucking her. Come on, you get it. Look at that weak okay. ass chin. Look, I was fucking his wife. You do the hand signal. I was fucking her. You know the fucking double <laughs> fist bump. Fucking her. And uh, uh-huh. I'm just telling you right now. He's. You know what I'm saying? He might be coming my way. Maybe you could set that bond like out of his price range. Yeah. Put him in protective but- custody because he's a cop. And uh, let sleeping dogs lie. <clears throat> Guy's good at kicking in doors, though. Yeah, he boots him in. Yeah, he loves doing this. This is his favorite thing. Lo- <laughs> loves it. Somebody kicking will find his rage. Waving a gun around. TV turns on. Um, Yikes. I, I like this. This is, this is my kind of horror. Yeah, this is good stuff. I like how he's watching it. Like, he's just, what the fuck? Well, because it's playing for a while, and then you, then Chuckle Teeth is actually in the oh, house. Yeah, it's creepy. And he's like stalking around. It's it's appearing at like impossible angles, mm. like where it couldn't have possibly gotten to. And then when he goes into the living room and that TV turns That's on. That's so cool. Little little Deanie, sit down on my knee for a second if you could. Sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sing you a little a little goodbye <laughs> song. A little, a little lullaby. <laughs> That's my favorite lullaby, Daddy. <laughs> Mr. Chuckle Teeth, we all love you so. Stay with us forever. Never, and never let us let go. Us go. <laughs> Mr. Chuckle Teeth, it's time, it's to, time say to say farewell. farewell. If you try to run and hide, we'll send you straight to hell. Flames. That's awesome. Mm. That's I great. I love that. I really like That's that great. shit. Good, good yeah. horror right there. And it's funny, it's just taunting yep. and toying him. I mean, that's when you know you got some malevolent spirits on your hands. Yep. It doesn't just that kill it, him. It fucks with him. It doesn't do anything. No, yeah, it's what I mean. It's just fucking Because then the confrontation is him and Chief Strong. Right, which Eggers doesn't win. <laughs> no, but I like that it's kind of ambiguous. Like Me too. We got a cut and just a single gunshot. Yep, I like it. Again, a couple of great edit cuts here, which I liked. That's another one. Yeah, I don't like how Mister Chuckle Teeth's head lolls to the side, and he has to pick it up with his hands. <laughs> I don't think he has to. I just it think angers, he chooses yeah, to. Yeah, it, it freaks me right out. I don't like. It doesn't it. anger me. I think it freaks me out. It yeah, borderline horrifies me. Um, the grimoire is missing. <laughs> yeah, not good. Um, Eggers is dead. Sure yes. is shot in the neck spoiler, or something. Spoiler alert. Well, um, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. I guess. <laughs> you don't like kicking so many so many doors waving a gun around <laughs> eventually it's gonna go that is badly. a short timeline real short <laughs> yeah um and i like their their reaction to the scenario Mulder's like 
the grimoire is missing. And Scully's like, <laughs> there's a dead guy. Um, <laughs> there's a dead police officer who was just killed by another police officer who we should probably be trying to find. <laughs> yeah, but how many police officers are there? There's only one of these. <laughs> Scully, the book, it's missing. <laughs> That's the most important thing. <laughs> Into the woods at night with flashlights, baby. Oh, God, I love mm. it. Not enough flashlights. No, I know. Not this. I mean, this is this is bringing it back. I, this this season, there hasn't been the quite the, uh, the the pan over to Diane down and out in the woods. That's so great. Yeah. I my favorite shot though of that whole sequence is him just first seeing her like between the two Love trees, it. and she kind of looks and then just walks further into the woods, Ugh. luring yes. men to their death. Mulder said earlier. Yeah, the old. Who do we old, find old, old, old in the, the wood playing woods playing old craft? Yeah, playing old craft. The redhead, the redhead you never suspected. Mm-hmm. Mm. She's sh- um, screeching about something. Yeah, and the uh, chief's like, "Hey, stop this! You can't control this." Watch mm. um, your back, chief. Pause on that because a hellhound's about to rip out your throat. <laughs> Chop it on your neck, man. Your neck, <laughs> not just for five-year-olds anymore. Chop it on your neck bones. <laughs> <laughs> that thing fucking tears him up. Oof. Oof. And you're, dude, you really hit the nail on the head. Um, for sure, if you're going to be killed by a predator in the wild, Oof. go feline over canine. Yeah, man. Quicker. Bear's bad news too, bro. But they have so much kinetic force, you'd hope it cracked you so hard you just go out. Yeah. I mean, a bear charges you. You hope that as its massive head barrels into your chest and your head slams into the earth for the last time, that your lights go out. <laughs> um, uh, the defense would like to present Exhibit A, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I know. I've never <laughs> seen it. I've just heard. I've never, what? I know. I haven't seen it yet. Dude, you haven't seen the red No, Link? I did see Brad Pitt attack by a bear in the 90s, though. <laughs> <laughs> Legends of the Fall, right? Not yeah. quite the same. But that was that oh, bar- no. the bear. That bar- bear was in fucking The Great Outdoors, right? With uh, Dan Aykroyd and uh, Candy. Yeah. Fuck. John Thank Candy. You. I love them. Stupid movie. Um, it's uh, it's pretty much a bear rape scene. It's How about the uh, movie with um, Anthony Hopkins? They're out in the woods. Alec Baldwin. The Game. The Game. Ooh. You're gonna kill the motherfucker. Yeah, that fucking bear tears that dude apart. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I never saw Gray. That one with uh, what's his name there? Taking Liam Neeson with the. With I didn't the see that either. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there you go. This was a good. Sounds like a movie poll this for was... science fiction film <laughs> podcast. And <laughs> when animals attack, <laughs> getting fucked by animals in the woods. <laughs> Fuck, that sucks. <laughs> but uh, hey, man, the bad news for old Chief Strong. But um, <laughs> bad news for Chief Strong, possibly worse news for Anna. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Burning to death, also not high up on my list of <laughs> ways to go. Uh, um, Dude. That is cool, though. Yeah, that's awesome. I got a, I got a logistical question for you, though. Sure. I know you and I both kind of dabbled in a, the peripheries of, of gothiness, you know, oh, yeah. perhaps at times in our lives. Oh, yeah. 1990, um, hold on. I, the year before I moved back to Massachusetts, I was balls deep into it, man. Yeah, balls deep and pewter, pewter hair tie deep, oh, yeah, I believe. that too. Let me tell you something. Did you ever get to the point of having uh, like a magic circle in the, in the woods? No, no I did. Okay. I went to, um, in, in Tampa, there was this 
that in Tampa, there's this like subsection of Tampa Bay called Ebor City. And at the time, they had this, uh, they had a couple of goth clubs there. One was, well, the big one was called Empire. And I went there uh, quite a few times with my buddy Tom and my buddy Mike. And that was fun. Um, that was the first time I saw people dancing in cages. And I was like, wow, this is fucking mental. And I was so young, you know, it was crazy. But no, yeah. I never got to, um, this level. I never got into prayer circle level. I mean, I, I hung out my, I hung out with some people who were like, would consider themselves Wiccans with pentagram necklaces and books and all that shit. And played vampire. New well, yeah. Yeah. Dance there was, there was definitely a vampire. There was a vampire crew. Then there was the Wiccan crew. Then there was the Wiccans that played vampire crew. I just was mm. the, I played vampire crew. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I peaked in, I peaked in 99, I think was my, the high watermark of my okay. gothiness. All right. Um, I played, uh, I was in the crucible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. we took a, a drama club trip to Salem. Nice. Like the, the whole cast of the crucible. Um, I actually got my first hand job on that, on that school bus on the way back. No kidding. And Good yeah. And she cut my penis with her fingernail. It's actually a traumatic story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that um, traumatic story gets worse by the way. It does. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll, we'll save that, save that for, for a future episode. <laughs> I, I learned of this not that long ago, and I was like, "Wow, that's fucking dark." Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Continue. Um, if we were ever to get to the point of the magic circle, lighting those candles, keeping them lit in the woods, I have a hard time if I've had to, you know, be the one presenting the birthday cake, right? <laughs> Somebody that's like. <laughs> turn in like you know a significant number of candles you got to get them all lit try to keep them lit in a house and just like holding your hand over them as you're moving from one room to the other yeah. in the woods tricky i guess probably magic probably though, right? wiccan candles wiccan candles it's the only explanation <clears throat> yeah yeah it's a lot of fun but, candles. Uh, i mean she i mean she loaded her bag her bag with candles it's almost as many candles <clears throat> as pounds of earth that uh Haley Joe Osment moved in the previous episode. <laughs> but Anna goes up pretty good. Boy, does she. Uh, I, re- I really did like that shot, though, of the fucking book in the flames. Oof. Like, untouched as the flames just, like, rip around yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was awesome. And it was a good long hold on burning burning woman. Yeah. Yeah, wick, the, wick, witch. The, 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 the witch gods decided that you know, she, um, yeah, she, this is, this is something Wiccans would tell you. She's made a terrible error. She's reached into the abyss and went way past the things that we revere, like, you know, animus, the things of nature, the trees and whatnot, and deep into the, the shadow realm for vengeance. And it cost her her life. Yeah. Fail the control check. Big time. Yep. Uh, and that's it. That's that. Down she goes. Wolf. Nothing but a very brief epilogue. Mulder and Scully. Oh, right. Yep. Yep. Kind of discuss. She gives the book. Grimoire didn't burn. As, as evidence. And uh, I like Mulder, right? He's trying to like, oh, what'd you tell him that was? I like what Scully said. Again, you know, maybe because we're at times going to be right on the nose in this episode. Mm. But I like that she says, you know, it was evidence. And he's like, oh, of what? Because he's trying to be like, you know, witchcraft, right? Right, right Scully, you saw it. And she says, uh, of a town in the grips of madness, of the most human faults and frailty. Mm. And he counters with, or in the grip of a curse, unleashed, right? Something like that. Yep. And we get one more little uh, spreading of fox sauce as as they say they have to leave the town. And Mulder says, you can't leave this town. Not these days. Oh, yeah. Damn, I, I didn't even catch that, dude. 
But again, I'm biased. It's my topic, so I'm more okay with it than other ones. Mm-hmm. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. You, oh, you mean the rush to judgment? The, the, the commentary of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah like sure. just that, stupid. you know, guilty by social media kind of <clears throat> shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. So It's the march. It's the march boom. to the... Uh... All right, I'm going to save that. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. I think we've got enough one-star material on here to uh, hold us. So uh, let's uh, get any listener comments. <clears throat> wanna? Yeah, I might as well read the lovely Jessica Vizina Martin. Okay, oh, guys, I love this episode. Sorry if it's an unpopular opinion. There are quite a few I really liked this season, but this may actually be my favorite. And no, not just Piers the Cute Demon Dog. What I liked about it is that it immediately felt like I had been transported to season two. The nostalgia was high. Like if I had just squinted to make Mulder look younger, it could have been the 90s. I felt so much like an old school monster of the week. This is the X-Files I want to see. Mulder and Scully arrive in some random town that has mysterious happenings going on. We meet a new cast of characters. Creepy shit goes down. Said mysterious happenings are solved in 45 minutes. And we do it again next week. Forget mythology apps, political apps, apps commenting on technology. I already have Black Mirror for that shit. Give me this every week and I'll be perfectly happy. Great comment, Jessica. Um, there was actually a lot of great comments this week. Oh, there's tons. Um, so if you're, not, uh, if you're not involved yet, Check out our uh, our little X Files fan group. Go to the uh, the Facebook page. The landing page is uh, facebook.com slash Liberty Street Geek, and then from there you can find uh, the sub pages for all the shows. Obviously, the X Files pod here. Um, great comments from uh, from Fiona, Nick, Marie, uh, Chad, Downey. Uh, BC. A number of good ones here. BC. So I actually want to go Carmelita. Um, I want to go with BC because a lot of people were really loving on it. And he didn't hate on it, but he has some cool points. So, BC Brian Campbell out in uh, out in the real horror show of Detroit. Who doesn't love an it inspired cold open right down to the yellow rain slicker? Creepy again. Loving Fox giving us what we wanted. Self contained stories that feature our favorite investigators having zero effect on the ultimate resolution of the plot. Yay! <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> From a storytelling standpoint, we're kind of taking a victory lap here, are we not? A recycling of Dehan Deverlitz, Scully sure. doubting Mulder's on-the-nose paranormal suspicions, and guest appearances by previous actors in the series is fun, fun fox sauce. I gobbled up every drop with strands running down my slightly stubbled chinny-chin-chin. <laughs> Scully's initial reasoning for wanting an autopsy was a little flimsy, of course. And why did I keep waiting for the police chief to ask Scully about her hair treatment preferences? Good, <laughs> good Mulder, Jesus. jump to the hellhound theory any faster with a pee, oh, faster. shit! <laughs> like i said gallons of pea fox sauce so i mean i think brian liked it there but he uh kind of coming down a little bit in your camp of like if you want to critique it there's a lot of things to critique it but i think a lot of us just watched this and was like fuck it's fun man this this is the old shit man like even the even the good ones that we've had some really good episodes this <clears> season <throat> most of them haven't felt like old ones they've been and that's great like obviously it's cool we get some new ones and maybe it feels a little <clears throat> bit like this or a little bit like that but this is this is of the last two seasons this is the episode that has been the most like the the oldest shit like not just the you know first run of nine seasons i mean like season one shit yeah and in in lieu of me giving any more for final thoughts. I think that's plenty. I want to pose to you a question. Sir. Sure. Let me just read Carmelita Valdez McCoy's comment because oh, she's she's do. fairly active in here and I don't think we've read too much of her stuff. So overall, pretty good for middle of the road. This one had good bones. Mulder and his elements, supernatural murders, the reluctant whistleblower cop, a beautifully 
spooky setting. There were some spots where the plot was a little thin and the commentary a little thick, but this was leaps and bounds better than anything from season 10. Mulder's on his game this week. He gets called out for jumping so quickly to the call as an explanation, but it's police and the townsfolk who railroad the unsympathetic but innocent party clown without much to go on. Hard to believe there are only two episodes left. Thank you very much for that, Carmelita. Good stuff. Yeah, that was good. Thanks for reading that. So I have a question. Go. For you, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to paraphrase because I didn't go back and listen to it word for word, but you said something back earlier in the season. Go for it. Maybe after... Maybe after the second... The chance of me remembering what I said even last episode is slim to none, so this should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you said something about... Um, I think it was it was in the midst of an episode that was getting closer to kind of what we wanted to see. Okay. And you said, forget all this big, cons- you know, conspiracy, conspiracy, mythology, you know, on the nose, dealing with current event kind of shit. Yep. Give me small... Give me in and out. Give me little town. Yep. I could argue that you got it here. Okay. But it sounds like it came away a little wanting. Is it? Is it the execution of it? Yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. So yeah, I, I would say I would say I I to be clear, I like this episode quite a bit, and I like it's not. It's the question, and I know you're not trying to do it, but the question is is coming at me as a false dichotomy because it's, but it isn't. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not right. I didn't. I didn't get it in spite of that. I I definitely got what I wanted, but in getting it, it doesn't necessarily. In getting it, it doesn't just necessarily equal good. Do you see what I mean? I'm I'm not trying to uh, last Jedi you. <laughs> you said you wanted something different. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> then you don't like it. <laughs> You're a fucking liar. <laughs> no, I do like it. Uh, this is... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I put it as what, you know, if it... Was it the execution of it? Yeah, that I think, I think yeah. what I said is what I said for the last 45 minutes, which there's a bunch of shit in here I like. There's a couple of things that I didn't love, um, but overall I enjoyed the episode. Um in retrospect, it's a pretty weak question for your final thoughts because you already really answered it. Yeah, right. It seemed a lot better in my head. Maybe I should have asked it to you up front. <laughs> That's okay. Because I think it... <laughs> Just edit it, dude. In editing, put this one in the beginning. <laughs> no, I think it's um, it's definitely enjoyable. Like like the things that, you know, Jessica said in her comment, the things that were exciting about it to her are the ex- things that are just exciting about it overall. There's just those couple of things where I was like, um, right? And I think it's important, you know, man, I don't know. This is, I almost feel like you, you, that there's, you know how there's this thing unleashed upon Eastwood, Connecticut? I yeah. almost feel like there's this thing unleashed upon our zeitgeist as people who discuss anything and that's, you're either with us or against us, right? And if I'm not jumping up and down and saying, this is one of my favorite episodes ever, it suddenly becomes... It sounds like you didn't like it. <laughs> so you're, it sounds like you're a shitlord. Like shit <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to make it clear that I want to I want to continue to try to inject some nuance into some of these things that I that I like and they're cool. And there's a right. couple of things that I didn't love. That's all. Then let me replace that shitty final thoughts <laughs> question, false dichotomy, <laughs> with an with what I think is a pretty good question. Go for it. Is this from a listener? 
No. Nope. Oh. oh, okay, go. <clears throat> um, episode eight wrapped up. We got two episodes left. Yes. I think neither of us know much about the next two episodes. I didn't even catch like a next week on the X-Files. I don't know anything. I don't watch those. I actually those. literally don't even know the title. I might know the I title. I do know. Okay. Well, I do know that season or episode 10 is my struggle for. Oh, right. It has to be, right? So we will write that one off. Not saying it'll be bad. I'm saying we'll write it off as we know it's going <clears> to <throat> tie back to mythology, which obviously it, like really it has to. Right, you can't leave you that to. shit undone. So I will ask you this: yes. with one episode left, kind of up in the ether, I get it. What do you want, knowing that this might be, aside from that last episode, which we know is going to kind of come back to the overarching story? This is maybe the last episode you will ever get of Mulder and Scully X Files of, of new material. What What would you want? This is a great it? question. Um. <sighs> I wish I'd asked it first. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Here's here's what I want to tell you I want, and this is going to be, I want ice. I want beyond the sea. I want, take your pick, man. I want Clyde Bruckman's. I want, what are all, Drive, what are great episodes? I'm, I'm fucking reaching Paperclip, of course, right? These are wildly different episodes you're mentioning. But, but my point is, I don't, they, they, but what I am, what I'm not naming is mythology. Don't care. I want okay. a good standalone episode and I want us to fucking have Mulder and Scully. I want, I want more of what we just saw. Just maybe but with a couple better. of my gripes out of it. That's all. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm looking for. I don't, they don't need to try to do anything. Just make a good solid episode. That's all I'm asking for. Cool. Because I think that's all we that's all we want, man. Yep. yep. I think I'm pretty much in that camp. Right? <laughs> it, the only specifics I would add, like I was kind of thinking of like as I was posing it, <clears throat> I think I don't want it to be alien related. I Correct. want it to stand alone and be really strong. I want it to be small, succinct, in and out. Um Take me to another and, weird town. Yeah. I don't I'm care in. what it what it is exactly. Um what the nature of the threat or whatever. Um, I'd like it to be creepy. I think we've yeah, for sure. executed humor really well this season. Um, I could do with a little bit, I could do with another like nightmare sauce. Yeah, like, like what we just had An- another keep, keep, uh, you know, your, your, your pickaxe has found some, some valuable ore. can continue to dig here. I think is my, is what I would say to use a really goofy mm. metaphor. Yeah. Right. I like it, buddy. Yeah, man. Um, what did you think about this episode? Just, just sort of overall, if you could just drop three sentences or short par, excuse me, a short paragraph. I was, uh, wrapped back up in nostalgia and it, it so easily swept past any of the, everything you said, I agreed with in principle. Right. Like, as we kind of, you know, if you talk about nitpicks, but I really like. I hardly picked up on any of them except for like a couple, like the like the Chiefs acting and yeah, yeah, like a little thing here or there. But um, I didn't realize how much I missed this old, early, simple Vancouver dark forest like fucking shit until I I got it's, it. It's it's the and, best uh, part of X Files in my opinion, and it was just so so great to see it executed again. Right. Even if it wasn't perfect, it was still really good yeah man 
Like I say, more of this. Yeah. Keep doing this. All right. Well, uh, we'll, um, we'll catch you back next week, right? Yes, we will. Looking forward to Two it. more times. Two more times. And uh, does Mr. Chuckle Teeth want to sing us out of this one? <laughs> what? Say that again? I'm sorry. <laughs> does Mr. Chuckle Teeth want to sing us out of this one? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Mr. Chuckle Teeth. Sleep well. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.